Five guys, four countries, three continents, two hours, and one great fucking time. It's three the hard way. Well, good morning and good afternoon. <laughs> Great intro. Yeah, yeah. I do like that one, honestly. But uh, so uh, there's only three of us. <laughs> so we've just uh, shortly before coming on here, Josh has had a, a family emergency and so he couldn't make it. And then uh, if I'm understanding correctly, Easy is stuck at work right now. Um, he's had a, he had a, I guess a colleague fuck him over and called and called <laughs> called in sick. <laughs> so it's just the three of us, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, sure. so so anyway, how uh, how's everybody doing? I, I talk yeah. to I talk to the two of you pretty regularly as far as text messaging goes. So you know. yeah, things are good here in the UK. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but we're where we were on red alert last week because we were touching on 40 degrees. Oh, and, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're getting warnings of um, um, hazardous to health and, and uh, hazardous to life and uh, and all these things. Um, and, of course, the, the trains buckled and we've got problems on the trains and all these sort of things. But we're struggling through. Because that's what we do. That's what us Brits do. We struggle through. Well, that's what... Uh- Touching on 40 degrees is, I mean, so let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see what, I mean, I think I'm trying to to do the math quickly in my head, but I think 40 degrees is, that's a pretty normal temperature for us this time of year (laughs) where I'm at. I mean, I I was just about to ask you that, Joey, what is that like 97 here or something like that? It's gotta be something like, it's gotta be 97 to a hundred, something like that. I mean, we were on red alert, mate. We were on red alert. Oh, that's that's, life. Oh, wow. That's that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, um, Didn't have to go to work. People who, who you normally go to the office, obviously didn't have to, of course, if there were any, Game. If even before it hit the forty degrees, they were saying that if if you if your kid and um, the sports days at school, that should be um, stopped. Yeah, I mean the, all that sort of stuff. So forty degrees is one hundred and four degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, so that's hot. Go. That's hot. But it. I mean, up? the thermometer on my car yesterday while we were out said one hundred and two. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't feel bad for you, but I guess I, I guess I do. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I do because you guys aren't used to that. So, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we had a lot of people complaining about it. After me, I loved it. Although, after me, like at lunchtime, um, Roxanne and, we and I went out in the garden and stuff. But it was so hot that yeah, we literally had to put one of those little body things up and, and hide under the shade, which isn't something that I I do often. But but yeah, but nevertheless, I loved yeah. it. Except the nighttime struggle at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah, if if it's a hundred degrees, I don't um go outside. Like uh, you know, uh, well, I have a again, choice. Don't forget, <laughs> we don't get it often, so when it when it happens, yeah, yeah, we, we don't fully appreciate all we know is we don't get it often. Try to enjoy it while you can. Of course, nearly yeah. every day we were doing barbecues and, and stuff like that. Yeah, we were out out in there, man. We're out in there. So <laughs> the government is saying it's hazardous to life, but you guys are out enjoying it. Yeah, we so, live on the edge. That's what we do. We live on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> if if that's the case, we we live on the edge every day here in the summer, yeah, especially in August. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but yeah, it's red yeah. alert. It was, it was red really alert. strange to see it. Red alert. Yeah, our, our government doesn't say, uh, you know, be careful. They say drink Gatorade and plenty of water. Get back yeah. to work. <laughs> right. That's yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. uh. So, uh, so, all right, because this is what it is. We talk about uh, uh, some crazy things sometimes. For sure. For sure. I, I don't understand this. And so there's ignorance in this question or lack of knowledge, whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But, okay. but I don't understand how it is that black people love hot weather the way that all the black people I know anyway. I, I'm, not, I'm painting in broad strokes yeah, here, yeah, but all the do. black people I know <laughs> yeah. love hot weather, and I don't get it because I would think you would get hotter than a white person. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, okay. I mean that's my thought. I mean, if you wear dark clothing and you're out in the heat, you get hotter, and so I just assume I assume darker skin makes you hotter. I don't know what it is, and maybe I'm just dumb, but but. Speaking from my experience, um, warm weather activities are funner than cold weather activities for black people. Okay. So it's a for me, it's a visual aid. I enjoy warm weather dressing girls, women, I should say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sure, if that's sure. a if that's a summer sport, you know, it's my favorite, is all I'm saying. But just being in the heat, I don't think that's the case i mean if anything I, i'm a i'm an abnormal uh, person because i love the cold and i don't like extreme heat i don't mind like the spring like weather you know 69 yeah. 67 something like that i can sit in that all day but once you get up into the upper 80s yeah count me out especially if i gotta work you know what i mean yeah uh for me it, it really is about heat i definitely prefer hot weather to cold weather i and this is this isn't all black people i know but this is a lot of black people i don't consider it a holiday if i don't go somewhere where it's hot okay now, that isn't for all black mm -hmm. people i mean skiing and stuff like that that's not for me you know i was actually quite surprised when a colleague of mine in my one of my old workplaces came back from a skiing holiday and he had a tan <laughs> and I just yeah. couldn't understand it. <laughs> so there's my ignorance. And he had to explain to me how he came back from a place 
that was covered in snow with a tan. Yeah, but, but, um, I've done that before. I've done that. Yeah, amazing, amazing. But um, <laughs> but no, for me, it's all about the heat. Yeah, I can't go. If I'm going on holiday, it's got to be somewhere hot, and it it just makes for me, you know, the blue skies, everything. It, it just is a more cheerful atmosphere, a cheerful time, a better time. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't grumble about the heat, especially if I go abroad and and there's um, um air conditioning. You've got the best of yeah. both worlds. If you're bloody, if you're too hot, just get out of the heat and and, yeah. and get some aircon. I mean, that's that's. But the opposite side, of course, is yeah, the cold. I don't like the cold. I'm not comfortable being cold. I can swim, but um, even from the school days, you know, I struggle to get in, in the swimming bars. And you've got them guys in there saying, God, get in, it's warm. It's not warm. Or they tell you, once you get in, it warms up. It doesn't warm up. I was the guy who'd be in there with my teeth chattering away. <laughs> and I can swim, but... Sure. It's never comfortable in there. So, um, yeah, no, for me, it's all about... The, obviously, the big question, whether or not we feel the heat more than white people because of the color of our skin, I would assume so, but, of course, I have no idea. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah I it's mean, not it, the heat that's aggravating. It's the humidity. Yeah, no, that, that is... We are very humid here in, in Tennessee. It's very, very humid. I don't know what it's like up in your area, T, or, or even in, in, in England. I don't know what, what the humidity is like, but, like... You'll damn. You'll feel like you're damn near suffocating sometimes here because it's just it's so much moisture in the air that it, when you mix it with that hundred degree or forty degree uh, heat, it's just unreal. But well, I I prefer humid hot to dry heat though. You guys, probably you like it when your knees sweat? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> my knees sweat. <laughs> so I was in I was in Texas a few weeks ago and it was a hundred degrees Fahrenheit with little to no humidity. And the thing I notice anytime I have to go to Texas in the summer is that when the wind blows and there's no humidity, it's like somebody's holding a blow dryer in your face. At least when there's humidity and the wind blows, it's cool. It's a cool breeze. That's why I like I prefer the humidity. I mean, I don't want a hundred percent humidity like we have in Tennessee sometimes, but I still prefer, you know, 50-60% humidity over 30% humidity. Here in the UK, we're just happy for the heat. We don't talk about the humidity or sure. anything. Either it's yeah. hot or it's cold. Right. <laughs> That's it. So um, you get, I have no idea what the humidity levels are. I've never given it a second thought. Do you do you guys have do you guys have rough winters in England? Like are they pretty pretty cold in the winter time or I think I think you guys have it worse because I said you guys come back and talk about you've really got I don't know twelve inches of snow and all that, but we get snow but not that often and not that bad. So, no, so Ten Tennessee is that way. We don't get a ton of snow. We we may get a little bit here and there in the wintertime. I think T, you guys probably get quite a bit of snow sometimes, right? Yeah, it drops down to like fifteen degrees here, so it sucks. Yeah, I mean it gets cold like that here um, sometimes, but. But it, uh, we just don't get a lot of snow here. But I prefer fall weather and early spring weather is what I prefer, just because it's it's like it's nice, you know. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Like I don't mind the cold weather, but I hate the I hate the hot the heat the summertime weather. I hate mm -hmm. it. If I'm not if I'm not by a body of water, whether it's a beach, a lake, a river, something like that, then I just hate the heat. I just can't stand it. So, so. do you guys have problems with? Um, transport 
in draw and fall. I mean, we have this problem apparently where uh, leaves fall on the track, and then <clears throat> the the the, um, the train wheels have problems. I don't know gripping or stopping. So, so we've had we've had um, news that yeah, there's problems on the tracks. There's problems on the rails. Tracks have got to be cleared because there's leaves on the track. Do, do you guys have that problem? No, we we don't have leave. We have people doing dumb shit and jumping on tracks, or right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, trying we get to that just, as well, but yeah. So yeah, when it's too hot, we have problems. When it's too cold, when we have problems. When it's autumn, we have problems. Yeah, we have pretty much problems all year round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it sounds like an infrastructure problem. Yeah, well, I do wonder. I do wonder, but but yeah. No, we we don't even have trains around here as far as for public transportation in not where i'm at we don't really i mean we have we have cargo trains and things like that i mean i guess there's some subways or some some um you know like chicago has the rail system that's what do you mean i up. guess you don't know what do you mean i guess you've got i mean got- there are some cities here that have subways and that's but that's all underground so there won't be uh there won't be any uh you know leaves falling on there but then chicago which there's not a ton of trees in Chicago, so I mean, they're not dealing with with leaves. But I mean, so where I'm at, do you subways, Jay? We don't have subways here. All right, all right. Damn. Not in, not where I'm at. We don't. So uh, even so even in you, when's the last time you used a subway? Then I've never actually been on a subway Jesus in a city. Christ. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> never been on a subway in a city. Never. <laughs> what about you, T? I used to all the time when I took public transportation, but then you know I knew mm. better. And stop using it because it's. What, what does that mean? New better? Why, is, it, is it hazardous? Hazardous? What do you mean? New better? What do you mean? You're I mean, it's. Yeah, because public transportation is is something useful for people who don't have their own transportation, like you know the ability to drive or own a vehicle. Uh, but you know now that it's overcrowded, you got a bunch of kids, people doing dumb shit, trying to make videos or start fights and you know just the, the general uh, consensus here is that you know everyone's going through something so you know everyone's not generally being decent people and you don't want to be around that so that's what makes it suck for me okay. now plus you know if you got delays and stuff like that and it's hot or you know, it's too many people on the train. It's crowded. It's just like, oh man, I just just throw the whole thing away. You know, that's that's how I feel. <laughs> no, see, I, I drive and everything, but um, I work in London, and um, obviously it gets crowded in London, um, especially traffic wise. So I take the train um, to work and obviously home. And before lockdown, you know, you're paying hundreds of pounds a month. And um, you'd be lucky if you get a seat. Most of the time, you'd be standing and stuff like that. And even um, underground or subways, you know, um, in my last job or when I was contracting as well, I used to use the underground all the time. And it wasn't that I wasn't didn't wasn't driving. It was just easier, especially if you mm-hmm. live anywhere around London. So if you work anywhere in, in London, it's just easier to get the, the London transport and do that. But it's not, it's not as hazardous as it is in the US. Even well, it's it's a it's not it, it's not as bad as it used to be. But you know, due to people, I guess you could say overcrowding in the population here, because a lot of people have migrated from where they're from. I would say, in like in the past ten years or so. So that's really what you see, you know. And then less and less people. I mean, gas prices went up 
you know, almost two bucks in the past two months. So, of course, people yeah. save on money by taking public transportation, you know. So, didn't you have guys have some people called angels or somebody who, who used to patrol subways to keep people safe? The angels? Uh, Hell's in, angels? In, no, in, no. in the 70s? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I wasn't even alive in the 70s, so I mean... I <laughs> Um, that that's true in certain areas. I know uh, they had them in Jersey and, and some in um, like Philadelphia and maybe even New York uh, and probably a couple other places um, where, you know, those groups became popular. But um, you don't really hear about a lot of that stuff like in the news, like it, it still goes on, but it's not as as big as it used to be. You know, things like. Uh, Joe Biden falling off a bike is more, you know, popular news than, you know, someone being a decent person and, and you know, keeping doing yeah. crowd patrol on a voluntary service, you know. Right. Yeah. We right. definitely get the negative stuff in the news all the time. I mean, mm. yeah. Okay. But it's that that's what sells. I get it. In the news, the news now is all about money making. Used you know, I'm sh- in the 70s and 80s and even probably part of the 90s the the news didn't make money for TV stations. The news cost the TV station money, and now it's not. They sell ads and everything for the news, so they have to do their news stories accordingly for at least the national news stuff. I mean, local news stations, um, that's about the only place you can get unbiased news, and that's starting to go away too. So, yeah. But, yeah, Biden yeah, yeah. falling off a bicycle, that, that was, I mean... <laughs> I love videos of people falling, and that was funny to me. So, you know, it's bad when Netflix is talking about uh, putting ads on their shows yeah, now, for sure. So, right. so you know, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed uh, Facebook. I noticed more videos on. I mean, more ads on the videos this week on Facebook. So, so yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Can you imagine in the future if we had like robotic dentists or doctors and they did an ad break in the middle of your procedure? Well, like, we, that, that, that'll, that's going to happen. I mean, it's got to, right? Mm-mm-mm. You're not exactly going to get up and go anywhere, are you? So, yeah, captive audience. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to want to spend more money after the reason I'm spending money. I'm going to be like, hurry up. I'm trying to get out of here. Right. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. their job. Their job is to change that mindset. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know. Well, you know, because I'm assuming. I, sometimes I wonder: Do they really profit from advertising? Because, you know, the amount of things that I see and I just think it's rubbish or ignore. These days, there's a lot of things. I watch um, an advert and it's finished, and I'm still not clear on on what the advert was for. So it's not like the old days where. You know, someone holds a tin of beans and says, yeah, Heinz. Now they're all trying to tell a story and, and, and sometimes I have to turn to Roxanne and say, yeah, what, what, what were they trying to tell us? And she'll explain it sometimes. So, um, so yeah, I wonder sometimes, but I, I guess they must be financially viable, but sometimes I do wonder. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be making something off of it. Otherwise they wouldn't do exactly. it. But I mean, but yeah, I think commercials have gone from, uh, they've gotten away from strictly advertising their, product and they're now more on they want to make you feel good and they want to make themselves look good and and my prime example is um um subaru the car company 
Okay. There's a their their ad campaign like their tagline is always love it's what makes a Subaru. And they all, you know, it's always it's happy at least here in the state. I don't know, you know, I don't know. Do you guys even have Subarus in, in England or is that a car that's only here um, in, maybe in, in Asia? I don't see them. I don't see them much, but I know okay. I use cars, so we must have them here somewhere. <clears throat> so, I mean, all these commercials would be puppies driving cars and 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 nice good-looking mixed families and gay families and lesbian families and all this you know whatever anything to make them look good and it always the tagline was always love it's what makes a subaru yeah. the problem not the problem i shouldn't say the problem is like they're not really you know because in the 80s and 90s for sure when i was have been alive like car commercials or truck commercials all about what they could do you know you had trucks and they would be dropping huge loads of stuff in the back of a truck <laughs> to show you what it could tow and things like that but mm. now it's all about you know what makes you feel good and it, it's funny to me because subaru also makes um, military attack helicopters and so is, is it is the same is the same love that makes that car making that military <laughs> attack and that's you know I, mm. it, it's 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 funny it's humorous to me like like the way things work when it comes to that kind of stuff now yeah of course they're selling the dream now and they're trying to, they're trying to sell you a dream rather than uh, just a product that's it yeah so technically uh, it's it's love that's making you want to defend whoever you're protecting so you know, I guess. you're you're fighting for love, basically. <laughs> well, what you, you okay? I got you. So you're you a, a Russia sympathizer? Then it's just love that's making them go after the Ukraine like this. <laughs> I'm I am love, neutral. I, love, I am love of power. You're <laughs> like you know they can't be honest in those commercials. Hey, sure. we sure. got this car. We need you to buy it. You know that's why <laughs> I'm not gonna sure. lie. I, I haven't seen an ad or a commercial in like over a year. Like everything that I watch is ad free, you know, even, even YouTube. So people tell me about ads all the time and I'm just like, Oh yeah, I remember those. They suck, you know? Cause yeah, I don't, I don't want Arby's. Um, you know, I, I can buy fabric softener. It's one of those things that you don't you don't have to tell me about it. I know what I like. I know what I want, you know, and then I don't need some type of uh, medicine to help me cure a disease I don't have. And then, sure. you know, later, later on that evening, um, the lawyer that's suing for that medicine that they're selling, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's it's, it's a lot of things don't apply to a lot of people. That's why it is like, you know. A certain uh, consumer spikes, but mm. to a very low amount of the population. That's why they keep going, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. For sure. You don't like Arby's? Man. No. I mean, I, I've eaten their fries before, but other than that, there's nothing in there that I eat. You know? They, have the, they have the meats, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's their tagline. We have the meats. I'm, Arby's, I'm, it's I'm, a fast food restaurant. They specialize in like roast beef sandwiches and stuff. So, all right. See, and that's the thing I don't get, right? Because they bought out so much during the pandemic. Like, I didn't know that they were that popular. Apparently, it must be like Middle America because, like, literally, I, I don't see the reason for their existence, but they're everywhere and they have huge overhead, apparently. And know, uh, like, really? roast beef is, is really that big. Like, I went into a Arby's like maybe five or six years ago because I wanted something to eat and it was in the mall. And I stood in line for like five minutes and I said, I, I don't eat anything that's in here. And I just left. Yeah. 
I, I couldn't tell you the last time I had Arby's. Like it's all right, but I mean it's it is it's fast food and that's that's it, you know. Yeah. But you know. I'm trying to stay away from fast food myself. I try to, but I'm not very good at staying away from it. Right. Not lately anyway. It's just too easy. It's just too easy. I mean Yeah. Uh, I need to. right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a, yeah, what is some I mean that would be a great tagline for a restaurant. I think you could get some customers if you did that. One for the the hum the humorous factor in it, but two for the honesty is like for sure. If you're just like fast food, is like you know we we know we're not great, but we're easy. <laughs> for sure, I, I sound like a couple of loose women I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's two. It's two o'clock in the morning. We know we're not great, but come on, we're easy. It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's the the old, the saying here is uh, uh a two at tens a ten by two so <laughs> nothing good happens after two a.m. You should just go home. It's just I, like, used to, I used to tell my kids that I used to tell oh, my kids gosh. I used to say nothing good happens after midnight. So if you're out after midnight, be prepared that something bad's going to happen. So, so are you showing your age when you start talking like that? Yeah, I mean, but I started, I told him that when I was in my, probably my early 30s, I was saying that to him, <laughs> you know, like, I, so let me think, Gabe's been driving for 10 years, so I'm, yeah, so yeah, so I was in my early 30s when I was telling him that, so. So what's their response to that? Are they just sort of saying, yeah, dad, or are they just sort of saying? No, that's really, they're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, that's really, it. okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, 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 let's, let's end this conversation right now, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. I've I've come to learn that you can say that, but experience is the best teacher. Yeah. You know, I used to I used to adhere to a lot of people's, you know, warnings or lessons. And I still took that chance, but it wasn't until I went through it and I experienced it, I was just like, Yeah, it's a good reason he said that. But it 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 took for me to have an actual understanding like they did for me to, you know, yeah. you know, adhere to the knowledge. Of course, as a parent, you still, I'm assuming, will always try to steer your children away from something rather than saying, oh, well, look, let me just let me just let them go through it themselves. I'm, I'm assuming oh, a lot of times. But there are times that that uh, something's been going on, especially as they've become adults where my wife would say, you know, they're do you know this is going on right now and they're really gonna they're gonna get themselves in a in a bad spot or whatever and I've said to them first like you just gotta let them go through it like we'll, we'll be there to we'll be there after they go through it or you know in the process once every once the shit hits the fan we'll be there to to help them if we need to or guide them or whatever I said but they gotta they gotta experience it themselves they so gotta never, know so you, so you never actually bother to to say anything to them at all. No, no, no. We have, but ah. as an adult, as an you know, yeah. as an adult, it's like yeah. you kind of when as well. I shouldn't say as with them being adults now. It's kind of like they say what they're gonna do or what they're thinking about, and then it's just like, yeah, I wouldn't do it that way, or I wouldn't do that, and then you just kind of leave it at that, and then All they right, gotta yeah. make they yeah. make their own decision, that and then you, sense. yeah, that makes so sense. yeah, it's 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 finding a fine. It, it's a very fine line to walk between between trying to be controlling and make them do the right thing and then also just kind of give them some advice and then leave them to make their own mistakes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just said it. I think, um, I know my kids, they're at the age now where all I can do is advise them because anything mm -hmm. else is nothing more than moaning. You know, and I, yeah. I, I remember when my old man used to try to talk to me and 
And of course, now I look back on it and most of the things he said was right. But at the time, I'd be sort of looking up the sky and, you know, you finished now and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how the yeah, hell he did, I, didn't tear me apart, but, but he was pretty patient. I, I, I stopped listening at 14, so <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I try yeah. to talk to my children. You know, you know what I try to do? I try to talk to them <clears throat> when there's not a problem. <laughs> That's what I try to do. I try yeah. to constantly trying to talk to them about life and stuff that's going on because I find that they're more likely to listen but when something's happened or, or I think something's going to happen and I try to talk to them it becomes a bit more like a lecture and then you can always sort of see that they're glazing over or or they're just going to say whatever I want to hear just so that the conversation can can come to an end and it can go go about their business so yeah, yeah. I try to have conversations rather than lecture or, or try to stop them from doing something that, that they want to do. <clears throat> yeah, it was a growing up was an interesting thing for me because I say interesting. It's very, my parents divorced when I was, I don't know, about eight years old or seven years old or something. But my, I don't remember my dad offering a ton of advice on some things. I mean, he would give you some advice like, you know, you need to you need to go to college. You need to have a good job. Some of that kind of stuff. But and then on the flip side of that is my mom would talk non. My mom <laughs> would talk nonstop. Like, but she would she would lecture if you got in trouble for something. If you got in trouble for something, she was going to beat your ass, and then she was going to talk to you for a long time too. Yeah. And it was like I would rather just take a double ass beating than have to sit through all the talking as well. Like my dad never really there was never physical discipline for my dad once my parents divorced ever like he would ground you or whatever you whatever you want to call it but it, you know that was really the end of it but you know it's it's my mom gosh she could talk your fucking ear off man like <laughs> just non-stop talking just non-stop i i don't think i've ever been grounded i've just been beat like, <laughs> yeah, we used to laugh when when our uh, my friends used to talk about it being grounded. That, that was a whole new scenario that we'd never heard of growing up being grounded. Wow. Yeah. So my dad would ground us, and my mom would beat us and talk to us and ground us. Like we got all of it from from her. <laughs> like she beat us to the ground. <laughs> yeah. She. So <laughs> what she used. The last time she whipped me, I was sixteen years old, and it and it didn't hurt at all. Like I kind of laughed a little, not a lot because she would have, I don't know. She threatened me to get a man from church to do it. The next, <laughs> the next time she had, to, the next time she had, to, it was one of the, one of the, one of the, the one of the ministers at church was a former military guys, big, 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 tall, nice, but like stern former military, um, black man that had a soft spot for single mothers and and um she said i'll get him to do this next time i have to do it and like now that for sure was like okay he he that'll hurt but she didn't she didn't hurt (laughs) but but around that time is when i moved out of her house and moved in with my dad full-time anyway so (laughs) i see why yeah well no i mean i just she was it, it was very religious in the house and so i just couldn't handle i mean you know like there's mm-hmm. you know only certain music i could listen to and and things like like i wasn't i wasn't allowed to listen to elton john and i 
fucking love Elton John. He's a <laughs> biggest phenomenal artist, and I was not allowed to listen to him because he's gay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's crazy. So love it. Yeah, love it. Me and my brother and I, we used to be playing. We used to be in, in when well, I used to be in what they call a sound system. I don't know if you guys even know what a sound system is, but basically, the group of us and we would like string up boxes and and play in 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 parties and stuff like that. So I had a system in my room upstairs, and my brother had a system uh, in his room downstairs. And every morning before school, I'd be hitting some heavy dub records or some some Rastaman tune or something like that and my brother would be doing the same and for some reason that's beyond me my parents used to put up with it yeah yeah, yeah. and so not my mom my, not my mom but I wouldn't put well, up with that shit I wouldn't put up with that shit my kids gonna go to school and they're playing music that could wake up the neighbours or no that can't happen so yeah I'm, no that's yeah. this. <laughs> Same. I mean, my my dad only let us listen to certain things just because I don't know. He felt like it was a bad influence or whatever. But it wasn't because of any religious thing. For my mom, it was like religious stuff. I mean, there's some crazy stuff we were allowed to listen to that I look back on now, and I was like, that was insane that we were it, that was okay to listen to. Right. But but what I wanted to listen to wasn't. I mean, yeah. which is it? It's so strange because once I became an adult and I got married and. Hey, kids, like my mom changed about that. Like she started listening to stuff like that and she would, I don't know. So weird. She's still very religious person. Now she's kind of waned back into that, uh, uh, more now. And it's, it was, but there was a time period where she was okay with it, but I was not in the house anymore. I was, I was already out and married. So I don't know. We, we, we raised our kids listening to anything. If it was good music, we listened to it. So let me ask you a question. Have, have even one of your mothers, like, uh, as they got up in their prime and you got older, did they, like, all of a sudden have amnesia about them beating you when you were a kid? Because my mom does this, like, I don't remember beating you. And I'm just like, I can still feel the, the scars. Like, what do, you, what do you mean? I can give you dates and hours when these things happen. You know, a lot of my friends um, say the same thing. But no, when I discuss it with my mom, my mom says, yep, I did because you were too out of order. My mom, <laughs> my mom never <laughs> backs away. So she, and, I, and the saddest thing is, no, no, no. There were, I think, excessive beatings. But now I look back on it, I definitely deserved a lot of it. Maybe not to the extent that I was getting it, but I definitely was a difficult child, I think. And and I keep saying this, but yeah, thank God that my kids are... Uh, more like Roxanne because um, I'm not quite sure how I would cope if my kids were doing some of the rubbish <laughs> that I was doing. Yeah. I might resort to violence myself. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I've never had to put my kids' hands on any of my children and I and I definitely don't condone it, but I don't know. I, I, I had this lecture, I'm sure she's not going to be watching this, who, who, very intelligent woman, um, very lovely woman, got very well with her. And she had a couple of daughters. And one of the daughters constantly kept sneaking out and and she was an attractive young girl and guys were all over her and, and, and everything. And it was quite clear where this was going to head. And after constantly trying everything to get this child to behave and, and think ahead and stuff like that, she told me one day that she stripped the child naked and beat it with a belt. 
And I was so shocked to to hear that. And this girl is, I'm not even sure she was five foot, five foot something, but 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 she did. But my point is that 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 definitely wasn't in her nature. She was an intelligent woman, a lecturer, you know, dealt with people, but she was so desperate that yeah. she resorted to violence. So that, that's my point. Of course, it didn't resolve the problem. And, and no. I went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so my mom doesn't have amnesia, but we don't, we just don't bring it up because it's a useless conversation because <laughs> any, any issue that, that, that comes up like that, um, my mom has a reason why it's not her fault. She didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. It's, you know, things like that. And so it's, it's just fruitless. It's a fruitless endeavor to try to have a discussion about anything. But I mean, my mom beat the shit out of us. Like she, my, <clears throat> we had crazy rules in my house, like certain words you couldn't say. And they're not even, they're not even cuss words or whatever you want to call it. I mean, like just certain words you couldn't say in, in the house. And mm-hmm. one of the things we weren't allowed to do is you weren't allowed to tell anyone in your family. You weren't allowed to say, I hate you. Like no matter what they did, you couldn't say, I hate you. And my youngest sister, so my mom and stepdad had a kid who's 12 years younger than me. So I don't know when she was like four or five, something like that. She told my sister, um, she told my other sister, I hate you. And my mom beat her ass and said, apologize. How old was she? And she was like four, five, something like that. Quite young. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, hell, she might have been even younger than that because I was still there at the house. But um, she, I mean, she beat the shit out of her and said, apologize. And my sister would not apologize. And so she just kept doing it and kept saying, apologize. And when she wouldn't apologize, she'd do it again. And and afterwards, like, my sister's ass was black and blue, like, where my mom yeah. she beat the, the hell out of her. Do what? Did she apologize in the end? In the end, yes, she apologized. Uh-huh. That reminds me of my sister. When we used to, I mean, when we used to get um, licks at, uh, at my house, as soon, in fact, even before that we saw the belt, we'd be crying and begging and pleading and all this stuff. Didn't make any difference, but that's what you did. My sister yeah. would stand there and we'd run as well. That's nothing. <laughs> that's not, my, my, my brother <laughs> used to run. Yeah, my brother run used to run. My sister, my biggest sister used to stand there and take the lick. Uh, amazing. I don't know how she ever did it, mate. I mean, not me, but yeah, she used to stand there and take, take licks, but that's a fruitless endeavor because um, at some stage, you know, you, you're going to have to break and you're going to have to cry and stuff like that. But yeah. But, but yeah, no, so I learned early on the idea was to cry as soon as you can, as hard as you can, everything, run, <laughs> beg. Yeah, we used to beg, try to hold a belt, you do everything, anything. But no. uh, I can remember seeing my mom chase my brother around. Like and my brother was this wiry, skinny kid, and he would be running all over the place. She'd be chasing him for sure. I I used to try crying, and then that didn't work. <laughs> I'd nothing. And try. I tried. I tried running once, and that did not work out in my favor. I woke up from me trying to run, so I just realized that I just got to suck it up. Like, Ooh, so you just yeah, did it and took it, it. 
I had no choice. There, there was no point to. I never had no choice. My legs used to just move. I didn't. I didn't think. Oh, <laughs> let me run. <laughs> it was just an so, because it was like it was like mental warfare with us. We used to have to line up, and we got beat by height, and I'm in the middle. <laughs> so you know, it was like I want to get it out early before she gets angry. Because the, the longer she goes, the angrier she gets, and if she's tired, she's not going to say, show as many swings. She, it's like she was energizing buzzy, you know what I'm saying? Like afterwards, you know, once she got it out of her system, you could ask her anything and she'd be okay. But she had to get that out first, you know, that frustration. So, you know, it was it was a catch twenty two situation. And then for me, that was like some of the best sleep ever after ass whooping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Comatose. My dad used to beat us until he and he was he'd be sweating. And somebody it was like labor to him. No joke. He'd be sweating and having his brow. And he always used to talk while he was beating us as well. You know, when he you say a word, when I tell you. So yeah. each word was there. Yeah. And he used my to mom did that. My mom did that shit. Yeah. And repeat yeah, so, I, two or three times. But I never I don't I don't recall ever trying to run from it when my Ooh. mom did that. Like I would just stand there and take it because it doesn't. It didn't matter. Like she's gonna get you at some point. Like she's gonna catch you. <laughs> You're gonna tire out, and and it, and you just made it worse. So you just you just stand there and take it. I mean, but it was just instinct, man. Like Kunta Kinte, he's a run man. I can <laughs> one time. There's only one time that I talked myself out of getting whipped. Wow. And it was because. Um, so my mom was on the phone. My sister and I were sitting on a couch and we were yelling at each other. And then it, it, at some point it got to be a competition between me and my sister and we were grabbing each other's head and like yelling into the other one's ear. Like, and <laughs> I know, days. just, just, I know, just <laughs> stupid kids, just stupid kid shit. And my mom was on the phone and she walked, <laughs> she walked by and as she walked by the couch, she just went like this and just, yeah. I mean, just hit me right in the side of the head. Like, yeah. And then when she got off the phone, she was like, all right, come to the bathroom. She called us both to the bathroom. She's going to whip us both. And, in the bathroom? And I was like, the bathroom? I don't know. Because that was away from everybody else, I guess. I don't know. Right, but she's right. took us into the I guess so. I guess so. But but I, I was like, you, I told her, I was like, you're not you're not doing that. You're not whipping me. What? And she was like. Uh, yeah. And she was like. you 19? No. No, no. I was. I was. I, I was old enough to know better than to say that, but but still oh, too God. young. I was young and stupid, really. But <laughs> but she was like, "I'm not," and I was like, "No, you hit me. You hit me in the side of the head. I, I I'm good." Like she was like, "See, you think that was punishment enough?" And I was like, "I think you shouldn't have hit me in the side of the head. Like that's what I think." And so she she gave in and she didn't she wow. didn't that time because she had hit me in the side of the head. Like. Right. But that's the only time I ever talked myself out. Of. No, but I never ever talked myself out ever ever. <laughs> I mean, my mom was—I say borderline abusive. My wife says, "No, your mom was abusive." Like, but my wife also didn't grow up. She didn't get spanked like at all. She never got whipped or spanked or anybody by either parent, any grandparent. No one ever did that to my wife like growing up really like she, she was she was a lucky one if that's the case yeah that's, yeah that's for that. sure <laughs> yeah yeah but, i, I um, heard about those stories for, I, I thought they were just a myth like like the loch ness <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Big foot, i uh <laughs> i can remember as a kid that i wasn't allowed to let a tear drop out of my eye because that would mean like 
I was looking for sympathy. Like I had to train my my eyelids <laughs> to control that. And you know that 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 still sticks with me to this day. Like I I must have been like four, maybe even five when that happened. And the last time my mom like tried to whoop me, I was like 16, six foot and standing mm-hmm. over top of her. And then she looked at me because I didn't flinch or anything when she swung the belt the first time. Mm-hmm. And she said, you think you tough? I said, I didn't say anything. So then she tried to choke me and I just stood there. And I'm just like, how do, <laughs> how do I make it look like she's winning this? So it can stop. And then she just she just gave up. And I was like, okay, at least she didn't get her gun. Because that's what I thought was gonna happen next, you know. <laughs> Try to choke you, man. Hey, I love it, man. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's uh I mean with that, I can say this honestly. I've never been locked up. And I've never been in trouble with any type of authority figure, you know, outside of my teenage years. So those those hard lessons, even though it could have been, you know, uh, done in a different way, improved my uh, hard headedness when it came to being an adult and, you know, living in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it as that. Like, you know, as far as respect and, and watching your mouth, you know what I mean? Yeah. My mom resulted occasionally to uh, psychological abuse or psychological uh, punishment at, at one time as well. I can I can remember my sister and I getting in trouble. So I'm I'm the oldest, and then my sister's four years younger than me. And then we have a brother that's six years younger than me, and then my sister who's twelve, uh, other sister who's twelve years younger than me. But my uh, my oldest sister who like I said, four years younger than me, we were getting in trouble one night and my brother was asleep. And so my mom took us outside and we lived out in the country. So it didn't matter. No one could hear you scream. Like (laughs) it didn't matter, (laughs) but she took us outside and she made us put our hands up against the wall of the house. And she was just, just beating us, you know? And then after she got done with both of us, she said, you know, like the only thing I can figure is I haven't been doing a good job as a parent and that's why you guys are acting like this. So then she handed us the belt. She's like, so now you're going to spank me. Ooh, and I'm like, huh? That's, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's psychological bullshit right there. I mean, because, like, because a kid's mind, you think, all right, I can beat the shit out of my parent. But you also think, how am I going to pay, pay for this later? Like, if I do this, like, so we were both like standing there like crying like no mama no mama. <laughs> swing, swinging the belt like barely swinging and hitting her or whatever yeah. it was just like i said psychological abuse i mean that's just it's <laughs> fucked up man to do this do, do did, did she like work that, for dude. the government yeah. Fuck no my mom didn't work at all <laughs> <laughs> i thought she worked for the cia that that's that's some Deep next stuff, level yeah. shit right there <laughs> yeah no that was that was ridiculous things i mean I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I, somewhere deep inside, I still think I would have preferred stuff like that to some of the leaks that I got, man. So, were were they allowed to uh, um, physically discipline you guys in school over there in, in, when you were in school? Um, yes, yes, yes. I, I can tell you quite a few stories. We had teachers that would 
um, we had a teacher thing. I'm, I'm sure I mentioned this before. We had a, a, and the worst ones were always the games teachers. And we had a, a games teacher who had a, what he called it, what it was, a, a sawn off cricket bat. He had yeah. a name for it. Mm. I can't remember what he called it. But of course, yeah, if you did wrong, you, you'd have to bend over and whatever. And he'd, he'd, he'd crack it with a bloody cricket bat. We had another teacher, an English teacher, who had a, a ruler and he used to call it Tom Tickler. And then, yeah. and you'd that sounds kinky. And he'd wrap your hard over your knuckles. And if you ever pulled away, then yeah, you'd you'd, you'd get double. So yeah, I, I never understood the whole hitting of the hand or the wrist or the knuckles or anything. I've never understood that really. Like, I guess it was it was more civilized. I guess. <laughs> I guess it was more civilized than bending over. And, yeah, and I remember in junior school. How far back I remember um, when in, in assembly we all had to kneel down on the floor. We never had chairs those days, so everyone's on the floor, not kneeling down, sitting down on the floor, sit cross legged on the floor. And they brought a, a kid up on the stage and he got slippered in front of the whole school. Now that's entertainment. <laughs> oh, I can imagine for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of mad stuff that was going on back in the day, mate. It got slippered. I had a imagine that in I had front a of a whole school. Who knows what yeah. that would have done to him psychologically? I don't know. Oh yeah, for sure. I had a teacher in the second grade um hit me with a ruler and it threw me off to the point that I didn't like that. I'm like, that's not apparent. So I just pushed her and she fell into her <laughs> chair. And I just, you know, I ended up getting in trouble. Um, initially, but you know, my mom came and corrected the situation, <laughs> but still like, I, I guess I kind of lost, uh, respectful authority figures after that, because, you know, regardless of what anybody says, you know, it's just like, uh, to me, teachers don't have the rights to put your hands on you. Like they probably did that, you know, like late 80s, early 90s or whatever. And that's when I was coming up in school. Mm-hmm. But for me, nah, that that just wasn't cool. Like, <laughs> I wasn't having it, like, at all. So uh, It was a norm it's back in those days, mate. It was the norm. It was the norm. Yeah, so, so we have somebody on Twitch, that, uh, Random Rick Review on Twitch said, uh, that's Pink Floyd the wall shit, Andre. It's <laughs> 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 in, in front of the school like that. Yeah, so, yeah. We, we had uh, an agriculture teacher in, in high school that was a big guy. He was an assistant football coach and he's a big guy, but some of the uh some of the guys in class one day were we used to do this thing where you'd roll up a piece of paper, like a small piece of paper, and you'd roll it up real tight and then you'd bend it around a rubber band and you'd shoot it. You know, you'd pull mm-hmm. it around and shoot it. Yeah. And these guys in class were shooting it up against the blackboard while he was teaching. And he said if somebody does it again I'm going to paddle somebody. And he had a nice big, thick wooden paddle. And then somebody did it again. And, and he turned around, he said, all right, who was it? And nobody would say who it was. So he knew it was like five guys that were doing it. And he knew it was one of them and they wouldn't tell any, they wouldn't rat each other out. So he said, okay, I'm going to give you one more chance. Tell me who did it, or I'm going to get you all. I'm going to do all, I'm going to paddle off five of you. And no, they wouldn't tell. So he said, okay, line up. And he had him line up at his desk and he was going to do like four licks a piece. Like, and, and he would really rear back and, and get into it. Yeah. And so when you're getting paddled like that, 
your ass goes numb after you know one or two shots like you don't mm-hmm. feel the rest of it or whatever so what he did is he gave the first one he gave the first one this shot he said all right go go to the back of the line and he gave him he, he, he rotated through them all so their ass couldn't get numb uh, and, wow. uh yeah yeah and and, and and they got about two or three licks in and one of them finally went if you don't tell on yourself right now, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass after class. Like they, they were so tired of it. That's cool. Damn, now that's that's psychological yeah. right there. Right. Maybe, that's maybe, what I was maybe, say. maybe that's he, he knew, did he knew your mom? It sounds like she no. came from uh, <laughs> no, actually, no, I actually I think he did. Actually, I think he went to school with my mom. Yeah. Oh, please, uh, Which I grew up in a small town, so everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, it, all of my teachers either went to school with my my mom or they taught my mom. They'd either been there long enough that they taught her. So, yeah. so anyway, yeah. Oh man! So did anybody ever cry when anyone else in the family got got licked? I used to cry when my brother got beaten, and of course that didn't work well for me because my parents used to, my mom especially used to ask, "What were you crying for?" You want something to cry for? If I didn't stop, then, then, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't stop, then, yeah, then I'd get, I'd get beaten. I, I, I don't did. remember. I was gonna say I, cool. I did when I was younger until I realized that you know yeah. uh, yes. a lot of my siblings are snitches. So then <laughs> I would kind of like cheer on mentally, like yeah, that's what you get, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can remember my. S- my sister crying when my mom was beating my younger sister's ass because she said, I hate you. I can remember my other uh, sister crying because she felt like uh, she felt like my sister was getting in trouble because she had told on her or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, no, I didn't cry when my siblings <laughs> got in trouble. Not yeah, at all. Guy, man. <laughs> I think I think it's crazy when, when you're younger, you kind of like. uh don't care but as you get older like in your teens you you kind of form solidarity you know with your siblings like you know we're in this together but you know when you're you know like 10 and younger it's it's survival of the fittest so (laughs) i always thought that was a crazy dynamic like you know why'd you snitch on me when i was eight and i i took that chocolate out of mom's purse like you know I would have split it if I knew you were hungry, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, my sister, my my oldest sister and I talk about it from time to time. And we're like, we're on the same page as far as opinions on how we were raised by our mom. But my brother doesn't really, he really, he defends mom to the death. Oh, I mean, really? Like, is he, is he yeah, the youngest? He, he he was the youngest for a long time until my youngest sister was born, and he's okay. six years older than her. But but um, yeah, he he was the youngest, but he he got it worse than all of us. I mean, like what? he oh. he got oh. it worse than us. But he defends mom to the death. Like he's just like, yeah, but you know we were bad or we did this or whatever. And like he he so we just don't talk to him about it. Like, he, <laughs> if we say anything bad about mom, he he gets he gets pissed. Right. Like was he was he the last to move out? Um, youngest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my youngest, my youngest sister, who's six years younger than him, was still there. But, but out of the original three, so there's three of us, and we. Well, I say that that sounds really bad. So, Mary, if you if you ever hear or watch this, I don't mean that as a slight <laughs> toward you. But there's there's three of us that have the same mom and dad, and then our youngest sister, we have the same mom but not the same dad. 
Mm-hmm. So, so did she get beaten as well? <laughs> yeah, she she's the one that got her ass beat back black and blue oh, for saying oh, wow. for saying I hate you. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Normally, well, definitely in our family, um, the oldest ones normally get it worst. And normally, as you get the, you filter down, either your parents are getting a little bit more tired or they're starting to understand that it doesn't work. So we all got licks, but my oldest brother, my brother would have got the, the most and my younger sister would have got the least. Yeah. No, my, my youngest brother, who's six years younger than me, got it worse than any of us. He he, But he was also acted out the worst and would run and all that stuff. So, <laughs> so is that acting out the worst because he ran? <laughs> no, he acted out the worst and then he would run oh, from, then, from, right. the, from the swinging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Did uh, any uh, of you ever try to run away as a kid? Uh, my sister did. I didn't. No. Yeah, Roxanne told me that that she did did once. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I never. I never. I never thought about running away. Interestingly, did you T run away and go where? <laughs> uh, to to the backyard. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I at a, at eight years old, <clears throat> I had a little like self realizing moment that. Um, you know, my juice box and my transformers just is going to be enough. Like, <laughs> you know, within the first two hours, I was just like, I'm hungry, you know. So, I was just like, <laughs> so it went from me like secretly running away to me just being outside for a few hours, you know. Yeah, you know, because uh, I didn't like, you know, I didn't think it through. I didn't have a master plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to mm-hmm. do that. Mm. And you know, it just like clarity hit, and it was like, um, you should go back home because did, did they even know that you have no place to go? Did they know that no. you were no, not at all? <laughs> like, like I said, that, that's that's how it, it, it came off to them. Like, I was just outside for a couple yeah, yeah, hours, I love it, love it. but that and it was right after a beating. I was like, I, I'm not taking uh, this anymore, I'm getting out of here. And I, and I did the generic thing, I packed the toy, I packed the snack, <laughs> and you know, I was going to hit the road. Like, my, my idea was to find a way to get to my stepfather's house. And I didn't have his number memorized, which I think about now, which is real stupid. I didn't know who was going to give me a ride. I didn't have money for the bus. And I didn't know how to catch the bus to his house. So, like, everything <laughs> fell apart, <laughs> like, within the first 30 minutes of me being outside my house. And I'm just like, okay, how am I going to do this? And I couldn't come up with anything, you know? And it's just like, it's crazy now that I could be six years old. And I have a smartphone and I and I have an Uber account and I can just go to a place I'm familiar with, (laughs) opposed to when I was six years old, you know, uh, freaking Sesame Street was the only access to information I had besides the books and stuff, you know, so six years old and got, got phone and Uber account, bro. There's plenty, plenty of kids now. Yeah. Plenty of kids, you know? Yeah. You know, now I, I do know that there are uh, a lot of kids with like only certain apps on their phone or even yeah. certain certain things like they don't at have six at six years old. Yeah, because they, they don't need um, 
you know, internet access. <laughs> but they can they can call somebody. They can FaceTime somebody. Who are you gonna call at six years old? Who are you gonna call? Call your friends. Any, <laughs> yeah, friends. anybody in their family would like a smart device. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the the Apple thing really connects a lot of families that way if they're not in sure. person. So that's what they do. If you're six years old and anyone wants to speak to you, they just call me. (laughs) Give them the phone and you can have a you can chat all you want. No, I agree. Uh, But there's definitely six year olds in the U.S. that have phones and and Uber accounts or their parents Uber account. uh, Why would you have? Why would a six year old have an Uber account? (sighs) I don't know because they want to go up the street to the store and they don't want to walk because they're lazy. We're still talking about six year old. Yeah, I'm not. So, look, it's probably not normal for it's not normal for a six year old to have an Uber account, but I'm sure there are some out there. That no, because there, there's some situations where there's like some latchkey kids, and yeah, um, uh, instead of catching the bus home, they catch an Uber directly to their house, and you know, go home or whatever, or they might go to their parents' job or to wow. another, you know, what I'm saying family yeah. member or something like that. Okay. So it's not like they're saying, you know, take me to Chuck E. Cheese at two o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. They they pretty much directed to go home. Yeah. Like sure. and then and then it's uh you know carpool situations or whatever. Yeah. So things like that. If I were an Uber driver and I pulled up and it was a six year old kid, I would pull away. I would like there's no way that kid's getting in my car without an adult. <laughs> no no way. Way. And then no and then way. and then something happens to that child and they track down Joey. He was the callous bastard that left that child out on the street on their <laughs> I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. There's no way that I'm letting a kid alone get into my car. No way. My wife and I were talking about when it comes to kids and things like certain things. Well, there's a teacher locally here that that recently got um, indicted for. Uh, he's accused of of sleeping with students at some as young as like 14 years old, and he's like I don't know 33 or something like that. And um, some of those I don't I don't know how much of it was coerced or how much of it was a student trying to flirt with him too or what i don't know but regard it doesn't matter really but we were talking about that uh, uh, you know um we were talking about that and i was just like there's no reason that a teacher should be alone with a student especially a student of the opposite sex it's like there's just no reason for that especially in a closed room or whatever and she was like she my wife was saying yeah but because she used to be a teacher and she was saying yeah but you just you don't know how often things like that just just happen where you you catch yourself alone with a student and I'm like yeah but as soon as you notice you're alone with a student you then don't be alone with a student right, counseling well, I, I don't know. I, I still. Teachers. Uh, yeah, I, for most schools have a a counselor. Uh, guidance counselor. Yeah, so that's still, still mm. one person and a kid, though, isn't it? It is, but those those the guidance counselor's office is usually in with all the other offices. So mm-hmm. while they're in a room alone, there are still other people around walking back and forth and things like that. So it's not it's not as likely for something to happen. But you know, if you're in a classroom, if it's if it's a, a planning period, and you're in a classroom, you're a teacher by yourself. I mean, there's an hour. No one's no one's coming in your classroom or going by your classroom. Like there's an hour of, of just alone time. But um, it, or locker rooms. I mean, that's a, my wife said that, you know, when she was in school, there's plenty of times where she would be in a locker room like after like dance practice or PE or whatever. And like w- the coach 
the male coach would think the locker room was empty and walk through to go to his office or whatever. And she said, so there she is just her and a male coach in, in a locker room alone, you know, while she's doing, you know, getting her stuff together to, to leave or whatever. And that's just like, that's insane. First off, that's insane to me that a male coach has to walk through a female locker room to get to his office. Yeah, that sounds that's kind of crazy. That's, cr- that's, that's weird to me anyway, but I just don't, I don't get some of that being, I don't know. Like That's, that's why funny, I say that's in the last, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, there was a time when people never thought twice about it. So, we know, yeah, yeah. Now with so much so, that's happening and all these stories, it, it makes perfect sense what you're saying. But there was a time when it, it was it, you wouldn't have thought twice. You'd be in detention the, just you and one teacher. It's the the few and sometimes oh, lately growing numbers of bad individuals that make it hard for decent and actually yeah. wholesome teachers to do their job because now they're hesitant to even be, you know, uh, compassionate to a student that might be going through something or has something they want to talk about that they don't feel comfortable talking to their parents about or whoever. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a steady decline and uh, just common decency when it comes to, you know, how people treat each other. So because right. they, they're, they're like I used to have a great teacher years ago um, that actually became a mentor of mine. And, you know, he's been in the school system for like over 40 years and he's <clears throat> going to be uh, retiring real soon. But, you know, that's a that's a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? Like, so it is people like that get recognition on a community level while people who do the exact opposite get recognized globally. And I think that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, it, it affects us. It's not just teachers now. It's anything now. You know, if a, if a young child walks up to you, you have to be careful how you react. There might have been a time when someone might have, you know, you saw the parents, the child walked out, you might even consider picking up that child. It's unlikely you do that sort of stuff now, man. I wouldn't pick That's up why that. I say if I drove an Uber and I pulled up and there's a, there's a, kid, there, there's a kid there alone, they're not getting in my car. No way. No way. Not alone. I, no. I would I would do the same thing, Joey. So, you yeah. know, there's no... Uh, As I said, sometimes there's no win situations, man. But if something happened to that child, you could be sure your name would be in the papers, mate, or on, <laughs> on the news. You left that child alone in a secluded area without a thought for yeah. his safety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I would... And I would be right there on the news going, yep, I sure did. You know, I, I'm not, you know, if, if I, if I had picked that child up and something ended up happening to that child after I dropped it off, my name would be in the news as well. So I'd, I'd rather my name be in the news for mm. leaving a oh. child somewhere than, than touching a child. So, so if you left them alone and he got attacked by a bear, that's better. Yes. <laughs> it's, bad, it's better for me. It's better for me. Uh, uh, they don't. But, they don't prosecute the bear. They prosecute the man. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just. I'm yeah. just saying. Like, if first off, I'm not driving an Uber. Some. I'm not going to be driving an Uber somewhere where there's bears just coming out and attacking. <laughs> so, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just, yeah. 
I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm just. So what if, what if as you pulled off, you saw him get attacked in the rearview mirror? Do you go back? And oh, help? I would stop and help. Yes, for sure. Oh, okay. And then I, and then I would sit there and wait till somebody else came to get him. He's, you're not getting in a car. You're not getting in a car and being alone with me. All right. Like, you're going to let, let him bleed out while, while someone's coming to get him. Yeah, I'm going to call 911 and help him. Okay. But I'm not, I'm, yeah, no, that's I'm just. That's a tough one, man. It's, extenu- it's extenuating circumstances for sure. Yeah, but if is. I just pull up and if I pull, if I pulled up and there was a 16 year old, so let's just take six. If there's a 16 year old girl who's called an Uber and I'm driving Uber and I pull up, no fucking way. Whoa. No way. No way. Am yeah, I right. going to. I've never thought of it like that. So again, if it's a secluded area, if it's getting late, what would you do then? You can't just leave her, I'm sure. You can. Okay. I, I, would I feel good about it? No. But yeah, but I'm yeah, not taking a chance. I got to I got to protect myself. Yeah, I've I never, mean, I've, I never really, I've never really thought about it, but I'm not sure that I would. Oh, so, would oh, all right, all right, hold on a minute. I actually I think I have a solution. I think I have a solution. If it's a secluded area and it's a, a teenage girl causing an Uber and I pull up there, I think what I do is I call somebody right. I on the phone. Hmm. I mm-hmm. call somebody on the phone and let them let the girl gets in the car with me, and I keep that person on the phone the whole time. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say alternate arrangements or something. No, I'm just going to say I keep someone on the phone with me the whole time from from the moment she's in the car, somebody's on the phone with me to the moment she gets out of the car, somebody's on the phone with me, so that I have that alibi and that person in my corner to go nope i talked yeah. to him the whole time she was in the car so he takes to, serious to protect myself yeah. I, you have to yeah you I, have to nowadays yeah i hear that i mean gone gone are the days of innocent until proven guilty yeah. when it comes yeah. to some stuff that's yeah. A problem right there. yeah so uh, d- so back to the whole teacher sleeping with student thing I'm a, I'm going to assume you guys think the same way I do, but anytime I see a male teacher slept with a female student, I think he probably coerced her into it. And anytime I see a male student sleeping with a female teacher, I think, yeah, he's probably happy with it. Like it doesn't bother me as the same. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think that it definitely doesn't bother society the same. After me, I'm not sure that. Every time I see a male teacher um, and he's with a female, that he's always coerced her. Because I think that there are some 16-year-olds that think that they're women and may behave in certain hey. ways that they shouldn't. But that doesn't, that doesn't take away from the fact that um, he's still at fault and he's yeah. old enough to know better. But I'm not sure he would have necessarily had to have coerced her into it. Right? Oh, well, I mean, my, my wife said even when she was in high school that some of her friends were trying to sleep with male. They, they yeah. were trying to be alone with a male teacher, and they were flirting with the male teachers yeah. to try I've to, seen, I've seen to, try to get it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that myself, but of course. And, and you, well, you said 16-year-olds that think that they're women. I mean, shit. 16-year-olds look like women now. Well, like, that's my point. And 16-year-olds worried. don't look the same as they did mm-hmm. when I was 16 years old. Like... In sixteen-year-old males look older than they used to look as well. I mean, it's not just it's not just females that that look yeah, older. I but. see kids going to school with full beards and everything. When I was going to school, oh, man, yeah. I couldn't grow a beard no matter how much I tried. I <laughs> still can't grow a beard. I'm <laughs> forty-one years old. Now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It was it was not as common as it is when I was in school, but now it's it's more prevalent than anything. But you know, there was. 
a lot of girls with daddy issues in high school from what I can remember. It was to some yeah. people's advantage and other people's disadvantage. But sure. like Joey said, I, I didn't mind, um, you know, the shoe being on the other foot. But yeah, society isn't going to see it that way. And of course, it's illegal. So, you know, they, they're going to be wrong as a as the adult in the situation. You should shut it down and, you know, what I'm saying yeah. make it clear, you know, what I'm saying that what you what you aren't doing, what you are trying to do is wrong or what you assuming is going to happen is wrong. And then, you know, get the parents involved. Let them know, hey, they obviously are, are looking for affection in the wrong place. You need to do something about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hmm. For sure. So I have, you know, I have one other thing I, I was for sure going to try to bring up today, but I wanted to kind of open it up. If, if there's something specific you guys wanted to talk about or, or anything today before that, because I want to make sure I lead everything. Give us a thumbs up on Facebook at B3F Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Twitch at B3F Podcast and on Instagram at B3F underscore podcast. YouTube has all of our videos. Support us on Patreon or buy me a coffee at B3F Podcast. Send all your questions or comments to admin at B3FPodcast.com. Find us online at B3FPodcast.com. Rate us and review us wherever you listen. And as always, thanks for listening.